Stevenson centers, and the loose puck was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores. The third rebound goes for Eichel. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Marcia Selwright to the circle. White Cloud shoots. He scores. Doing his best. Jack Eichel finds the opening. Top shelf. Sharp angle for White Cloud. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Ballard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Ballard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215 you guys been able to digest what happened in Calgary, be able to take it all in? Mm-hmm. Have you come up with any type of uh, assessment that differed from what you were talking about last night right after the game? Um, generally speaking, it's going to be hard to to win a game when you take six penalties in a row in a period. So, eh, Not really. The penalties ended up being... Difference of two? A difference of two, but when difference you're on the penalty two. kill for almost nine and a half minutes in a period, it's gonna it's gonna be tough to I, recover from I, that. I kind of thought it was overblown a little bit in retrospect. Oh yeah. What really surprised me is that you can be shorthanded or take six consecutive penalties in one period mm-hmm. and never be two men short. That's the part that jumped out at me in, in looking back at it. They they should have been able to rally back and been better in the third period to be mm-hmm. quite honest. Uh, I I didn't think that the penalty story was as big of a, an influence as as maybe was at the time of the game. Well, the Golden Knights certainly had an opportunity in the third period yeah. to erase that narrative completely. Totally. And they, they fell short on a couple of power play opportunities themselves. Yeah, Riley Smith hits a post, you get a couple of good looks out of it, but just generally speaking, the third period didn't have enough from the Golden Knights pushing in the right direction. The uh, they got the call back on the challenge goal that was in their benefit, mm-hmm. but they couldn't get find any rhythm in the second period as a whole. You come out in the third period, you're still tied at two. It's still there for the taking for the entire frame basically mm-hmm. until late in 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 that uh, in that stanza, and that's the part that that has stuck with me all day today is. Why weren't they able to put enough of a charge in that third period to come away with at least a single point? That's the disappointing aspect to evaluate that game. Yeah, just five shots on goal in the third period yeah. for the Golden Knights. Like it, it was a game that was there for the taking. Uh, probably a lot of different reasons as to why they just didn't have it. But the fact of the matter is... What reasons? I, I think that you, again, I know you're not having the the, the penalty kill narrative but you've got a lot of heavy minutes on some guys you've got a lot of guys that but light in, minutes on other guys but there was no rhythm to their game no but right? you like come you're, out you're asking so, uh, you're asking Theodore. jack eichel after sitting for half a period to come out and be a difference maker he, he just didn't have it there was no rhythm to his game i didn't think they were very sharp from the start last night uh, they, the first they were they were fortunate to be up two to nothing yeah going into the second Flattered period them. i agree with that 100 percent five on five it was not a good it was not a strong game for the but golden Knights. not not like we've seen so far no. this year no now that's a different team than they've played from the first three, yeah. And that's a different team from the next four that they're going to play. It's a good hockey. So club. that's uh, that's uh, an outlier in a sense. Big, 
strong, deep hockey club, physical hockey team uh, that uh, that would rather push you around a little bit. Tomorrow night, that's not a team that loves to play defense. Saturday isn't a team that gets by on 2-1 games. Yeah. Loves to trade chances. We know what Toronto is on Monday, and San Jose is mm-hmm. a winless team in five games. So uh, I think that uh, that I'm more willing to push that aside for the time being. You got to learn from that. You got to be ready when they play them later on in the season. You're not going to see Calgary for a while. Such a long time. Yeah, it's weird, eh? Right? It, they, it really they play three times in the last month and a half. Both teams are going to look and play to mm-hmm. me better. In that next meeting, because you're so deep into the season, then you're 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 playing for seeding at that point. There's a lot to take in from that game and things that you want to change from last night, but it's almost as though they'll go into and play as part of a different league <laughs> for the next week. Like it, it, soccer, Chapman's a big soccer guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When, you, when you're playing Champions League and there's different styles and you're playing teams from from multiple different leagues, that's that's what they're going from from Seattle one night. Calgary the next, and then Winnipeg and Colorado and Toronto the next three. Did you learn more about Calgary last night than you anticipated? Or are they better? Do you think they're better than you thought they were? They're better early than I ever thought they were going to be. Yeah, Changing that many people and being effective out of the gate by beating Colorado, Edmonton, and Vegas, Mm -hmm. that's impressive at any time of the year. Never mind the first three games sure. where you've brought in Jonathan Huberto, uh, Weger, Kadri. There's a lot of meshing that has to do with that team and a lot of egos that have to fit in with that club. Never mind a coach that isn't the most flexible person in the world. Darryl? I love Daryl. He's no a friend way. of mine. Come on. He's a friend of mine, and I love Daryl. And our conversations off to the side are mm-hmm. extraordinary. Yeah, But... Daryl, with the players and uh, most of the media, is not the most flexible person in the world. So the the way that they've been able to produce wins early, mm-hmm. scoring goals a lot, mm-hmm. and they haven't been great until uh, last night defensively. So what they've been able to do early has impressed me. I'll, I'll wait and judge them for the rest of the year. But uh, I don't know whether they're better, but they're better early. Yeah, they they. Are. Great start to the year, and they, yeah. you know, you, you talked about defensively, like they haven't had stellar goaltending either. Like Jacob Markstrom settled into the game last night, but mm-hmm. those first couple of goals that the Golden Knights were able to get in that first period, oh, he was were, a bullfighter. They they were not typical Jacob Markstrom allowed. Well, goals. one one was tipped. Fair. The like Carrier the Carrier one for me is hard to look at. That one, that one was bad. He didn't even look at his defenseman or the screen or anything there. Well, but no. the Howden goal Missed was it. a heck of a deflection. It's a good play. You, you can't, you can't fault him on on that one. The first one, boy. I mean, really, the Calgary Flames took him off the hook mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. Uh, Vladar was okay in the in the Edmonton game. Uh, he he made some saves in that game to to get them to the finish line. And I know he gave up the three goals and the three against Colorado uh, that they gave up. That's just a track meet uh, with, with that team. But uh, but they're, they're a team that's going to have to find themselves. But as you can, if you can find, go down that path of creating an identity but still win hockey games, mm-hmm. that's when you're a pretty good and talented team. Yeah, I'm impressed with Calgary. Uh, I'm with you in that. I didn't know what to expect out of them early, 
but you've got a, a coach that is very much demanding and exacting of his team, and you know you've got that carryover from last year and and that expectation being met on the ice. Uh, the Calgary Flames are a very very good hockey club. So, what did you want to see more of from Vegas last night? Uh, I mean, obviously a little bit more zone time, especially there in the third period. They they didn't really have those shifts that we've seen from them where they're able to kind of roll things over. They're able to to spend a little bit of time in the zone, create from down below the goal lines. Uh, and getting to the front of the net, like the Golden Knights had moments where they got there, but the Calgary Flames were able to push them around once they were there. They were able to get uh, those players pushed out before anything became dangerous. I, I wanted to see more of what the Golden Knights did in the first period. In the first period, I do think that they made life difficult on Jacob Markstrom. He was feeling pressure in front of the net, not so much the rest of the game. Well, The, the two goals that Vegas scored were both off forecheck. Yeah. The fourth line goes in, bump a couple of bodies, and that centerman is back and makes a great play. And they turn around, they get a fluky goal, but they still recovered the puck off a turnover and got a shot on net. Uh, the second goal was off a quickly lost face-off, a mm-hmm. clean lost face-off. And Howden and Stone go over to the sideboards, recover a puck, and, and Howden makes the tip. Forecheck, cause a turnover, puck retrieval, get it back. Wasn't There wasn't enough of that last mm-hmm. night. In the first period, uh, you go through that one. It's 2 nothing Vegas, and if you're going to talk about saves... It wasn't like Vegas had a lot of pressure. It was Logan Thompson who came up with the big saves. Mm-hmm. Second period, Vegas goes through the the shorthanded marathon mm-hmm. uh, through the course of it. So they, they're not going to generate a lot, and they're on their heels. Uh, and even with the, the good challenge, they still allowed a couple of goals. Thompson's the better goaltender. Even allowing two goals in that period, he's the better goaltender. You go to the third period, you can still rescue that. Mm-hmm. You've Thompson's done his job through two periods. They didn't find a way. I, I'd like to see more from that top line. Yeah, Riley Smith hit, hit the post. A uh, great chance in the third period. But I'd like to see a little bit more pressure from from the Phil Kessel, Jack Eichel, Riley Smith line. I agree. I'm right there with you. Uh, I don't know whether we'll see a reaction from the head coach. Not talking about that line in particular. But... It's been a while since this team has come off a loss and the coach has had the luxury of making lineup changes mm-hmm. without having to make lineup changes sure. because of injury. Sure. Now you've got Michael Amadio mm-hmm. and you have Jake Lasician. Yeah. Who are, are healthy and, and could go in to the lineup there. You could, you've got uh, uh, Ben Hutton who could go in on, on the back end. I'm curious to see tomorrow whether any of those adjustments happen or whether he just brushes that aside and rolls back with the same unit and gives them a chance for redemption. Yeah, I I don't have a a strong inclination one way or another. I I think that this might be an opportunity where Bruce Cassidy gives them one game, one more game to kind of work through some things. Um, Could we see Mike Amadio back into the lineup? I I think so. I think there's absolutely a case for Mike Amadio to get back in and have another shot. Where do you put him? You put him alongside William Carlson and Jonathan Marsh. So if you keep that going, do you move off Paul Cotter at that point? I would make the argument that consistency has been strongest with your fourth line. Do you want to make a, a move or a change anywhere on that fourth line with Will Carrier, Nick Waugh, and Keegan Colesar? I don't know that you do. So, um, 
And then there's always the opportunity that you shuffle the lines a little bit. Do you move Jonathan Marcheseau up in Phil Kessel's spot and put Phil Kessel down with with William Carlson? I think that there are valuable reasons to do all of them. Uh, but if I'm it, the sense that I feel right now is that Bruce Cassidy is going to give them an opportunity to work through it. And it might be just just be a period, but we'll see. I, I think that you're you're probably not going to change too much going into uh, tomorrow night's game against Winnipeg. So you're more on the inclination that they'll roll it back. I think that they will. Yeah, there's also the option of changing your lines a little bit. That's what and yeah. we've seen. We've seen that and, from from Bruce Cassidy. And I don't know that the game starts that way, but I think that you could see if after a period it's not going, or the Golden Knights don't have the type of pressure up the ice you're looking for. I think you might get into some line tweaks there. What about moving Marcheseau so up with Smith and Eichel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's a valuable tool that you have. We know that Jonathan Marcheseau has chemistry with with Riley Smith. There's been periods where Marcheseau's looked his best alongside Jack Eichel. I, I don't see that as... I, I think if if we're talking about what's most likely, I think swapping Kessel and Marcheseau makes the most sense going into next game. This is a different scenario than we've seen in the past. Uh, Pete loved his lines mm-hmm. and stayed with his lines mm-hmm. a lot for long stretches. We do the lines every night on the TV side and I mean, for 40 straight broadcasts, we could have just run the same board up there. You didn't even have to retype it. Susan didn't have to be doing all that stuff. Uh, it was just put it back up. This in Bruce Cassidy is a different story. He changes lines early in games. Mm-hmm. He'll sometimes go back to those the original line. Sometimes he stays with with the changes he's made. He changes lines uh, from the start of training camp. We've witnessed that and, and has stuck through some of those lines early in camp. But I get the the sense from him that he's not afraid to make big this big changes, big alterations, not just tweaks here and there, mm-hmm. uh, game to game. And if I was without taking Bruce in consideration, I would say the most likely thing would be. Putting uh, Lysician or Amadio in. Okay. And maybe you give Paul Cotter a rest. Or you go along that that route. But knowing what I've seen from Bruce so far, it might be more likely that the top nine are moved around a little bit. I, I, to Kessel, me, by the way, Kessel's not coming out. Did I say that? No, I, I just, didn't say I that. just wanna I wanted to, I, I, to, I know to Kessel's up, not coming out. Pump up Kessel's we've, big charge to the Ironman stream. We've got like fourteen to seventeen games where that's not on the table. I get it. I I'm not even gonna suggest that. My my point though is that I think the the second option is more on the table. Like I don't think that Jake Lecision or or Mike Amadio is going to change for you what needed to be changed from last night's game. I think that you need more out of Jack Eichel. You need more out of Phil Kessel. You need more. I'd even make the argument last night. You needed more out of Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson, and Brett Howden. I know they scored a goal, but you needed pockets in that game where they were controlling play, and it never happened. So that being said, I think the most likely scenario is you shuffle up your top nine. The the, the obvious choice is Marcheseau and Kessel. Do we we agree on that, right? It wouldn't make sense. It's an, it's an easy choice because sure. of familiarity between and, Smith and Marcheseau. And it's one Bruce Cassidy's gone to before. 
right? He he went to that configuration in the Chicago game for a period to allow everybody to try to work through things. So I, I think that because we've seen and, it in and the past, send a message. Sure. And send a message. So I, I think because we've seen it in the past, that to me is where I lean for what I'm expecting tomorrow. You also have to get some of these guys in. Amadio, Lasician, Hutton, at, at some point. So where do you work them in? Like how do you, if, I, I don't, if you uh, were looking at it tomorrow. Well, I don't know whether he puts them back in tomorrow. They, they, they play Winnipeg Thursday, Colorado Saturday, and then they have a back-to-back Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Well, the lineup's going to change in there because of the, the three games and four nights. Saturday, uh, Monday, and Tuesday. We we know that. Do you wait to then, or do you change it up a little bit? I love the competition factor right now. Yeah, that you have to play well every single night to make sure that you're staying in. Some guys will for sure be in the lineup, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean you're going to be in the same spot in the lineup. I am a big big proponent of applying that pressure. And that's what Amadio and Lasician are doing by being healthy and being around this team right now. Right. Hovering. Yeah. When when people hover, it makes you uncomfortable. I know. You do it all the time. I love it. I love making people uncomfortable. I know you do. I am uh I'm a fan of making sure that you know that you have to perform. Mm-hmm. And Tomorrow night might be the right spot for that, given that uh, that you've got the loss, so it's good timing in the message. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to be doing a lot of that after a win, although he's he's been shown to to do that. Uh, I, I think that uh, tomorrow night we could be a, uh, not wholesale changes, not anything big panicky, but I think that uh, that it might be set up uh, pretty good to just tweak it. The name that you know I admittedly most interests me is Ben Hutton because, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about the forwards, but you've got Ben Hutton who played the opener, season yep. opener in LA. Uh, Nick Hague's gotten a couple of games action. Do you do you go back to Ben Hutton in in this spot and just give perhaps Nick Hague an opportunity to to sit one out and and go through the motions of kind of ramping himself back up into play? Yeah, I don't know. I don't see the blue line well, I they haven't played to what uh, we expect them to at this stage mm-hmm. uh, quite yet. I don't see the blue line as the area where, where he makes any tweaks. So up front. Yeah. I think Monday, Tuesday, Ben Hutton. Ben Hutton gets in here sometime between now and Tuesday. Now and Tuesday. But if if I'm going to tweak for uh, to get something going with the roster, I, I'm looking at up front right now. So then, okay, let me ask you this question. In terms of shuffling the top nine or implementing the the two players you've got, you've got Amadio, you've got Lecision. Do you do both? Do you insert new players and shake things up in your top nine? I, only one. I don't don't think both go in. Okay. So I, I would uh, I could see them putting one in. Uh, I don't know. D- d- does he move somebody up from that fourth line? Does he move somebody? You, you, you're looking at top nine, and I'm keeping everything out uh, on the table here because I, I can't read Bruce's mind right now, but I'm looking at the different options that, that he has. The fourth line's been good. Does mm-hmm. he take some of that momentum and good vibes, move it around? Do you take that uh, that fourth line and leave him put because they played really well, and, and you've got something constant with that? Uh, 
Amadio can play, I think, further up the line, up that uh, that you've got right now, does that give you more uh, freedom to do that? Or do you put Lysician in there? Like, the way the lines are juggled right now, mm-hmm. it's not a one, two, three. No. It's it's very balanced. So you're you're when you're taking something away from one of those lines, you're almost putting yourself in a position where you were before with a, a hierarchy. And that changes the way Bruce Cassidy wants to coach. Yeah, and, and I even think that the swap of Marcheseau for Kessel that changes would, would do that, right? Yeah. That that well, makes certainly you, defensively. It makes you top heavy for yeah. sure from from an offensive perspective and it 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 thins some things out uh, on the defensive side. So I Again, that's a lot of pressure on on William Carlson. It's a ton with, of pressure. Cotter and Kessel. If it's Cotter and Kessel, now yeah. if it's Mike Amadio in place of Paul Cotter, then I think that you have a little bit more um, taken off the shoulders of say a William Carlson because I do think while Mike Amadio's got skill, he's also fairly responsible because just by virtue of where he's played throughout his NHL career and what the expectations have been of him. So if you're looking at Throwing Marcheseau up, then I think that there's a case to be made for putting Mike Amadio on that third line with William Carlson and Phil Kessel and see what you have there. Third time that the Vegas Golden Knights have started a season 3-0. and That's mm-hmm. impressive in itself that it's half the years that the franchise has been around. Yeah, not and you've bad. got off to a 3-0 and start. The two previous times, mm-hmm. their opening 10, opening 12 games have been staggeringly good. Was it a good first week, or do you see this spilling into something that has a lot more traction through the end of October? Yeah, I, you know, I think that they played against a really good Calgary team, and I don't view last night as something that stops all of their momentum, that halts what my opinion is of this Golden Knights team early on. I think how they respond, whether or not they can get things back on track, and whether or not they can kind of impose their will starting tomorrow on, on Winnipeg, is going to teach me a lot more than what last night's game was. Yeah, I, I like the way the schedule lines up for them. It's good. Because they have Winnipeg tomorrow, who are in Denver tonight yeah. against Colorado. Second time that Vegas has played a team in that situation. It's a good region. Chicago uh, did it earlier. So you've got that advantage in a team playing back-to-back. You have... Colorado, which is going to be a challenge. We know that. But a team that you feel good about. And then Toronto looking for its identity and and San Jose. I think there's a a real... When I looked at the schedule at the start of the year, Mm -hmm. you could see a route to a excellent first 15 games. Sure. You could see that. And nothing's changed in that regard for for what I've, I've witnessed. In fact, if anything... It, the biggest question, aside of health and Mark Stone coming into the air, was goaltending, and that has been quieted considerably. It, it won't go away, mm-hmm. but it's been quieted big time by the play of, of Logan and then Aiden in his one game. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, you look at the first four games for the Golden Knights, you, you have to feel pretty good with where they're at from from a goaltending perspective. I, I thought Logan Thompson was phenomenal last night. The the compete level, the ability to to not give up on plays, to find those big saves. I mean, listen, two or three, ten bell saves. 
that you should have been able to turn into momentum, that you should have been able to to, to wrestle back and and find a way. They it, should play the bells if, they, after a save, like one bell. Why don't then, you? Then, why don't you do it you in the studio? Then you don't know it's you know it's not a very good save. If there's four bells, then the goaltender can hear it and goes, ah, okay. Ten bells, sure. just going off. Big cowbell out there. Make a suggestion. That. Boing, bang. Get it, get it implemented. Ten, you got to go fast if it's a ten bell, though. Well, depending on whether or not you get a glove on it and you get uh, a stoppage, stoppage. then yeah. you then you can really get through all ten. So he's become a fan, darling. <laughs> of course he has. Hey, it's impressive. Yeah, how quickly this has happened. Yeah, the the introduction by him at the home opener. Mm-hmm. The reception that that he got that night, and different people that you talk to on this show and in and around town at at the rinks, he is the guy right now. Yeah, he's loving it. Paul Cotter is is a great story, and I love talking to Paul. And he's gar- garnered uh, a lot of uh, following. But there's nothing like a hot goaltender bursting on the scene, and it's his story too. It's it's Misfit 2.0. Like is if we talk about Paul Cotter in that vein, we we got to talk about Logan Thompson in that vein. This is a player who wasn't supposed to be here, and yet here he is, and he's answered the bell at every single stop that he's had. So I think that where he's come from, his story, getting to the National Hockey League, and what he's done in his sample size so far leads you to being a fan favorite. Then you add in his style. You add in the flashy saves. You add in the never-give-up attitude. It's a recipe for being everyone's favorite player. So there's big moments in your career. First NHL appearance, he went in in Minnesota in relief. First NHL start, he was good. Didn't win that game, but mm-hmm. he was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Forsberg got him uh, a couple of times. But that that's a big moment for him. First season opening start. That's a moment. Yeah. But I think last night was his biggest start. Because of being at home, in his hometown, and going against another contender for the division title, and you have a Vesna finalist at the other end. That was a big moment as f- for being in the middle of a fight mm-hmm. and being the guy in the middle of the fight. Not just a night, a one-off season opener or a home opener start, but you're you're into the fight and the battle with that. And he responded really well. Yeah, he was great. Again, if you're going to pull a positive out of last night's game, it was the performance of Logan Thompson. The, the, the only thing that you walk away last night, given the fact that you had a tie game in the third period with just about five minutes left, is that you weren't able to salvage a point out of a phenomenal goaltending performance. Did you have a favorite save? Ooh, um, I mean, I like the glove save on Toffoli. I like the glove save on Kadri. Like there, there were multiple saves yeah. for me that that stand out. But Toffoli could score sixty on that power play. He could. Yeah. It's there for the taking. The they're that, good. They're a good hockey team. Said it before the game. You don't want to take penalties against uh, that unit. The way they can float or throw it around. And Huberto, he, he hardly even heard his name. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he ends up with a couple of points. He's yeah. going. Yeah. Uh, we got to take a break. We've got tickets to give away. Uh, not now, but we will have tickets. It's made everybody really happy. I know, but I want to make sure everybody knows the number 702-876-1340. Don't call now. Is anybody calling? No. Chapman? No? 
See, people... They listen to people you. People listen to me. I know. Uh, You've got we do all have, this power. Uh, but we do have tickets uh, to give away to the Colorado game on Saturday. Uh, that's coming up. I want to know what your thoughts were on the goaltender interference challenge that Vegas put forward last night. And we've got some other news uh, from around the National Hockey League regarding the games that are happening tonight. Really interesting stuff uh, lined up on news and notes, uh, one-timers, uh, stuff happening around in the National Hockey League. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. When was the last time you said something to a co-worker, a family member, where you had to go back and go, you know what I really meant there was that. Like, just clear the air. Make sure that they understood what you were getting across. Because you might have come on... Come on, cross a little strong. Mm, Been a while? Yeah, probably a minute. Yeah. But mine was probably yesterday. I Tracks for you. Yeah. Mine was probably what yesterday. Was, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Sheldon Keefe of the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, did that today <laughs> after he uh, responded up following the loss against the Arizona Coyotes. We'll get into that uh, in just a little bit. The Vegas Golden Knights back at it tomorrow against the Winnipeg Jets. You guys excited about that game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What are you most excited about uh, tomorrow for? Um. Well, I'm most excited to see whether or not Mark Shifley plays defense. Okay. Chapman, what are you excited about? Well, I'm always excited when I have an opportunity to see Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. However, they're on a second night of a back-to-back tomorrow, so we may not get to see Connor Hellebuck tomorrow. He plays every game, and it would David Riddick <laughs> is the uh, backup goaltender. There. I would uh, not be excited to see David. No offense to David uh, Riddick, but funny. I was he's a fun guy. Yeah. Big save Dave. What are you talking about, Chapman? <laughs> but he's not Connor Hellebuck. You guys both missed the boat on this. Totally missed the boat on it. You okay. guys don't know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow? Thursday. It's reverse retro day? Yes. Ah. Yes. I mean, they're not wearing the reverse retro no, tomorrow. No, but we get so to. So why am I looking forward to something they're not wearing tomorrow? We get to see them. <laughs> the big <laughs> reveal. Yeah. And again, I, I'm on the inside on this. I can't give you a whole bunch. Uh-huh. But it's going to blow your mind. Did you see it? You already saw it? Oh, yeah. Okay. What's your favorite it's aspect gonna, of it? I can't tell you. You can't tell us? No. What a what a drag. No. But the like, reverse like he, retro second edition National Hockey League. We remember the red ones? Yes, mm-hmm. I like the red ones. So do I. I was in the uh, the Arsenal the other day. Somebody was looking for them. And I and I we bonded over, over that. But uh, but tomorrow is the re- reveal of the second reverse retro of the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. And... There's been some sightings. I'm not going to stay away from it. There's been uh, a few different uh, posts in and around the world yeah. of, of some of these sweaters. Yep. But even if you've seen the quote-unquote expected Vegas jersey, oh wow, you don't know anything. Look at him. You don't, Look wow. at you. I'm, I'm t- you guys. Are you going to bring As much me- as I know you guys mm-hmm. and how you buy into this kind of stuff. You will be giddy tomorrow, okay? With the Golden Knights reverse retro. Um, referencing some of those things that have been out there. <laughs> yeah. um, I just want to know what's on the pants. Like, really, to be honest, that's the only thing I'm focused on. 
when it comes to the reverse retros. Oh, the shorts? It'd be kind of cool no, if no, it no. was like a no, sword going. No, the, the short. No, I'm not doing this. We're Chat, not doing Chatman that. Chapman calls them shorts. No, no, you tell I, me, listen, you tell corrected. me I missed the boat. I'm never going to turn down a Mike Mark Shifley defense joke. It's just not going to happen. But I, I don't really know why. Listen, I'm excited for all the reverse retro jerseys to be unveiled. I love jerseys. They're fun. But they're not going to wear them tomorrow, so I'm not like super stoked about it. Like I'm going to see the jersey; it's cool. No, no, not as the Vegas offering. Are you bringing? Your, are you bringing me one? Nope. In the, you're not going to bring one by the set tomorrow. No. Why not? Because they're not out and about. But you've seen them. I've seen it. You've seen it. I've seen it. Whole, the the full kit, everything. I've seen it. I, I there's there's not a lot out there. They're pre-sale. Uh, is going to be uh, happening. Uh, so there, there's there's not a lot in town right now. Is there shine in in and around this I area? I can't tell I'm, you. I, I'm just see, I'm just giving you a heads up. It's tomorrow. ridiculous. Um, this is not something that you just want to casually swing by and mm-hmm. check out from the, the Golden Knights. There's some other teams where I've seen the hints of what's coming, mm-hmm. and there's some cool Montreal for one with a. Uh, owed to the Montreal Expos, sure. From oh, what I've seen, cool. is, it looks pretty cool. But uh, but the Vegas part, even if you think you've seen what's coming tomorrow, wow, you haven't seen anything. See, you know, I'm I'm going to throw the Dave Gosher double minor reference in here because I bet you he won't show you one tomorrow, but mm-hmm. I bet he has one on television tomorrow night. Probably true. Oh, you'll see yeah, it. You'll, you'll get a double minor it's, it's, for that. It's announced Why will you not bring me one? It's because my they're question. not around. You, you, you failed on the gold suit. There's, you didn't get me a gold suit. I, I think there's, on I think there's the only Kazakhstan one in town. World Championship Unreal. jersey. No, I, yeah. I, because this is not an Adidas offering. <laughs> there's only there's only one in town. Okay, just one. You think they're trusting me with it? That's a good point. Yeah. There's got to be more than one. They've, they've let you see it. They've, they've allowed you to be in and around yes. it. That's a problem if there's only one. Now, who makes the phone call and says, "Hey, Darren, I I got something for you to see." Who's it wasn't the, the phone call? I was nope. walking down the hall. Ah, so basically, you were just kind Have of you, in the right area. At the I right was time. in the right place at the right time, uh, and I treat people well. Oh, they I find bring that me hard to believe. The, well, so, not you guys. So hold on. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I never said I treated you guys well. Have you seen the Oilers? No. Like what's, I know. what's been out? What's out there? Really? No. You haven't seen that one? I've, I've, That's a bummer. I think I've seen the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, and I've seen the Expos. Only a couple. But the, but the Vegas one? Is it going like to be? Nothing you, you've ever witnessed before. So best reverse retro jersey that's ever existed? Yes. We're talking that level? Yes. And, I, and I'm not just staying it because I work for the hockey club. Uh-huh. It's like nothing I've seen in sports before. Really? Yeah. Huh. Now I'm excited. So tomorrow, when this thing is revealed, yeah. you guys are going to be texting me. Saying, ask ask me you again. Were, you were right. <laughs> ask me again what I'm excited for tomorrow. What are you excited about tomorrow? Between the Winnipeg Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, considering that the reverse retros are going to be out prior to the game, mm-hmm. I'm still curious to see if Mark Shifley plays defense. Really? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see the Seattle Kraken reverse retro because I can't wait to see a team that's only played 85 games in their Chapman, entire history. Chapman, there's the same question with Vegas. <laughs> yeah, but at you least Vegas had a few seasons. You can't dunk on Seattle. No, no, it's, it's not a dunk. What did, what did Vegas do? Vegas, it's not was a, a dunk. A, it, was a, it was a throwback and an ode to the 
the Thunder, the, the Thunder, and the Wranglers. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was cool. So, no. Yeah. So I'm you think Seattle? On. Seattle doesn't have a pass. I'm not. They've got I'm a not pass. They won the Stanley Cup. Chapman, Chapman, take that back. To the Thunderbirds. Stop. Stop. Stop it now. It's not a knock. Take it back. What am I taking back? Because that was. Ludicrous what you it just said. Wasn't a, it, it was, was mean, Chad. It wasn't mean. I'm genuinely curious. You're never it's going cool. to be allowed in Seattle again. It's ridiculous. I love Seattle. Pike Place Market. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the ones can on. We make, can we make that for Vegas too? No, he lives here. We <sighs> can't do that. We can't kick him out. I'll tell you. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm big in Seattle. San Jose. Right? San, I know we're not allowed to talk about San Jose in a positive way and at all on this show, but like California Golden Seals, let's go. Let's their, go. Their reverse retros were the worst. No, they're not. They're reverse retros. No, the last ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That's what we're That's talking fine. about. That's fine. Those ones were the worst. These because new we ones couldn't are read be the names and yeah. the numbers. Yeah, that was bad. That was, That's you want to get Gosher fired up? Like, <laughs> you want to get Dave <laughs> reflecting on how mad Dave was? Yeah. Watching the San Jose Sharks play and trying to call a broadcast on television mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while they were wearing those sweaters. Not great. They weren't good. Hey, Gosher, 702-876-1340. If you're listening right now, he listens all the time. Yeah. Gosher, if you're listening right now, call us at 702-876-1340 or text me, and uh, and I'll put you on. I know the pain. I went through that the other day. UNLV football, I was spotting for the broadcast. Did you just one-up Dave? (laughs) No. You did. You just just one-up Dave with a regular-ass NCAA game. I I know what he he dealt with. were, Were you calling the game? I was spotting, so exactly. I had to give. It wasn't even close to be the same. I had to give Russ Langer the play-by-play. Were, were you watching it on television? No, I was. No, in, I was. It in the was booth. like nothing else. It's black, black numbers on black jersey. It was impossible. I can't believe you would just one-up Dave like that. I would never. I like you. Just Dave. tried to one-up no, Dave. No, I said I understand what he was dealing with. It's an everyday show, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. I love just Dave. an everyday Double show. Minor. How can big fan Chapman one-up everybody else? Rhode Island's own. We, we know that. He's a cool guy. It's, it's not like you're telling us anything here. <laughs> so the reverse um, retros are really cool, huh? Did you? Yeah. The, you will text me, okay, and I will tell the world tomorrow yep. at six o'clock mm-hmm. what your text was. You know, I'm not going to text you now, based solely on principle. Well, you'll text the group. I won't even text the group. You won't be able to stop yourself. You listen, listen. No, no. We'll get my full this, reaction tomorrow at 4 this o'clock. reverse retro tomorrow that we're yep. going to see from the Vegas yep. Golden Knights yep. is so good, you will not be able to stop yourself from texting. You know, he's pumped it up so much that there is absolutely no way it can live up to the expectations that he's just set. It sounds like that would be a possibility. <laughs> Guess what? It will overwhelm you. Is it your favorite jersey that you've ever seen in the history of the world? I've got a few favorite jerseys. Mm -hmm. It's the coolest jersey I've ever seen. It is the I'm trying to figure out what questions I can ask to get some more information out of him. He's not going to crack. I know he's not going to crack. You know why I'm not going to crack? You're not Chapman. Well, there's that. So There's two reasons why I won't crack. I'm not him, and I really like my job. Yeah, good point. Makes sense. We never even got into the challenge goal last night that was called back. 
we'll we'll he do got that. Mad at us about reverse retro jerseys. Well, I was I was trying to to give it some, some like, because a lot of people don't know that that that's going to happen. You tomorrow. didn't phrase it correctly. You're talking about the game, well, not I, what's happening in the I morning. I figured you guys would know this. Seem flustered. No, I'm pretty good actually. I'm feeling great that you guys seem to be of the feeling that I'm overselling it. I, I didn't not. say that. Don't love no, me. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. I'll say that. You're overselling it. And you're not getting a free one. <laughs> you, you you failed on my Kazakhstan jersey, so I wasn't expecting one. Your Kazakhstan get... jersey, my gold suit. Yeah. The money he owes you. The toonies, the loonies, yeah. all of the things. You're not getting a free one. The lunch he owes Lindsay. I don't care what you say. There's nothing free coming your way. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll chat a little bit about that goal that was called back. Great challenge by Vegas. Did you think it was going to be called back at the time? And then we have our number two. A lot happening in and around the National Hockey League. More on Vegas against Winnipeg. We'll talk about the actual game. And uh, and a little bit uh, about uh, the news notes, uh, one-timers from the National Hockey League. VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. All right, we don't have time to get into anything really deep here, so I'm going to hold off the challenge call last night that Vegas was a beneficiary of and won that challenge against the Calgary Flames. I know... It's old, it's in the past, but it still is a topic of conversation about what you think goaltender interference is and what isn't uh, for future episodes. So I want to make sure that we we treat it with some uh, uh, thoughtfulness regarding what happened last night because the penalties uh, took over. But the, on this reverse retro mm-hmm. uh, announcement that's going to take place tomorrow, yeah. and, and Vegas, it's going to blow you away. Excited about uh, you guys seeing it and what's going to happen. But when you look back at uh, the first incarnation of the reverse retro, it was right in the middle of COVID, mm-hmm. which was also strange that we had to do that. And people couldn't really get into some of the rinks and, and watch it firsthand. Who who had the best reverse retro jersey 1.0? The Vegas sweaters were extraordinarily cool. Yeah, I, I'll say... Because they were red. They were different. Yeah. I like the Vegas ones. Uh, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Kings, the Minnesota Wild. Los Angeles was the purple it, it was and a yellow. Purple and, yeah. and gold, uh, or forum blue and gold, if you mm-hmm. want to get real technical about it. Uh, but it was the crest from the Wayne Gretzky era that was on the front of those jerseys. It was very clear. Color very, scheme of the original Kings, yep. but with the crest of the yep. Gretzky. Of the Gretzky era Kings. And to the me, Chevy, right? Yeah. Uh, it, to me, it just worked on so many levels. It it uh, it worked so well that I just wanted to see the Kings move to that permanently. Fantastic jersey. Who had the uh, who had the worst? I mean, Detroit, right? Like it was it was a white jersey. It was a it was a practice jersey. Yeah, wasn't good. Ducks. Arizona's. No, was no, good. no, 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 not the Ducks. Arizona's looked like paint splatter. Yeah, but it, it had like the cactus in the in the bottom. Boston like the with the yellow. Boston was a yellow based jersey. Oh yeah, that's right. Carolina went Hartford, so they yeah, automatically lock it up to the list. Carolina and Colorado, Colorado both went, was uh, good. went with the past with the Nordiques and the Whalers. Which means if you go by that, Arizona should go Winnipeg, 
and Winnipeg should go Atlanta Thrashers. (laughs) (laughs) And Calgary could go Atlanta Flames. Yes, that's very much uh, true. Uh, New Jersey had the green sweaters last time. Philadelphia was rather eh. Rangers was good. Rangers was good. The Statue of Liberty. Never go wrong there. No, Pittsburgh was cool with the uh, Pittsburgh across the front, diagonal lettering. St. Louis was wild with the Gretzky jerseys. Yeah. But yeah. with a red base. The jerseys Wayne Gretzky made famous. Tampa was almost like a regular Tampa sweater. Toronto yeah, but was, eh. I'll be honest. I, Washington I like, was good. I like those Tampa jerseys better than the uh, Leafs 2.0 jerseys that they're wearing currently. Hmm. Who are you looking forward to the most not being Vegas? Well, um, L.A.? Because of your history there? I mean, L.A. is fine or whatever. Like, I'm curious to see what the Ducks Boy, you do. shut that down. Yeah, no, I... Eh, I don't well, care. I mean, I, 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 I don't think... Hate my past. I hardly said that. I, I would say. I don't want to think about where I. Came I would from. say that LA is probably not going to go too off the board. I think they'll probably just do what they did on a white jersey. So it's probably going to look really nice and very clean and not be, you know, too crazy or out there. Um, I, I have heard whisperings of what the Islanders might do. They're going to be better than the last time. And and that. Makes me happy, but really, fisherman, fisherman right? They're bringing yeah, back uh, yeah, Captain that's, Highlander. That's that's what uh, the Gordon Fisherman. Yep. Yeah. Um, and to me, I, like I want to see what the Anaheim Ducks do because it's a travesty that they're the, one of the greatest logos in all of hockey is not a main logo for a Ducks team that can be so unique if they want to. Uh, so bring back, um, bring back the Duck. It's Adidas' last time doing sweaters this year because their contracts run out. Yeah. I wonder if they go all in. We'll see. Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, uh, we've got a further look back at last night's game against Calgary, and we'll forecast what we expect tomorrow night against the Winnipeg Jets. And news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Want to tell you about uh, some crazy comebacks happening in the league and uh, why we're seeing so many. It's the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.